0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to C3SanDiego.com. So, look, I am absolutely thrilled uh, to be here to share the Word um, of God today. I feel like I have. Uh, I think I'm not sure what it's got up there. No, it doesn't have anything. But I really felt that the, the message this morning... Uh, for mums was really that God has got in his hand miracles for mums. And he's got miracles for mums but the word that I'm going to share is relevant to all male, female, sons, daughters, grandparents. But I really feel like even Becky touched on it, Pastor Becky touched on it, that uh, for some, Mums Day is not as glorious as it is for others. And um, I guess I wanted to just share from my heart that that in order for a miracle to happen, there are certain things that have to precede it. And faith always precedes a miracle. And when we are in the midst of a storm and a trial, it is so difficult. All we want to do is cry and feel sorry for ourselves and it's never going to happen and you failed me and now God's failed me and nothing ever good happens to me. And I'm here today to help us turn that language around and go to the Word of God and really begin to tell the enemy, it's over for you. It's over for you. Because I'm going to declare the promises of God over my family, over my children, over my situation, every situation that has seemed to turn out for bad, God's intention is to turn it around for good. And you know... um. People look at Pastor Phil and I and they think, oh, wow, they must have been raised in these great Christian homes and stuff. But neither of us were. In fact, I'm going to honour my mum today. I was raised by a solo mum, Wilhelmina Crookshank, commonly known as Billy or Crookie, because she was always crook. You know, not a crook, but, you know, crook. Uh, (laughs) Upset about something. But she had a lot of reasons to be upset. My father died when I was an infant, unexpectedly, and she was left to raise my sister, Helen, and myself alone. And you know what? My mum, I'm going to take my hat off to mum. She was a hard worker She was a hard-hearted woman, but she was a hard worker. She provided for us, even though sometimes when we were naughty and played up, she would threaten to put us in the children's home, which was down the road in our town, (laughs) yeah, which was a terrible threat, as you know, for children. I've had to have inner healing about that, (laughs) that she was going to put me down in that children's home. But Mum worked hard. And uh, she always provided for us, went without herself. And so I want to honour Mum today. And it was my absolute joy. She was a hard nut, you know, she's a Kiwi woman. And uh, <laughs> when she was 80, I had the honour of leading her to Christ Aww. in that kitchen where she used to whack me with a wooden spoon <laughs> when I was little. And so Mama's in the presence of the Lord. And, you know, we have to fight for miracles. We have to fight for miracles. You know, there were many, many times in my family where my sister, who was not a Christian, and none of my family, Phil and I were like the first fruits of of Christian faith in both our families. And so there's a fight. And if we're willing to fight the good fight of faith... It's a good fight. You know, the enemy will try and say, oh, you know, give up. There's no hope for that person. I am here today to tell you that we serve the God of what? All hope. The God of miracles. I don't know whether you sing that song. Uh, You know, it's on our previous Pilgrims album, I think. You are the God of miracles, the God of the impossible. And when I sing that, I'm like you know, I'm standing in the gap for someone. And you and I have a calling to rise up and stand in the gap for somebody in our family. And I pray today that this word, I'm gonna be sharing the lives briefly, of two women uh, who were mums in the Bible, one a very young woman and one an older woman. So I hope that that covers the whole congregation (laughs) today. (laughs) And, um, And so our first mum today that I'm going to be, that we're going to have a look at is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Oh my goodness, everyone's like, you know, you see those pictures of the Virgin Mary and she's in the blue thingies and she's sitting there. But you know, that girl had some guts. That girl had to make some decisions in her life in order to fulfil that sacred call of her to be the mother of our Lord. And okay, so let me just say this before we get to Mary. The Father could have sent Jesus any which way into earth. He could have had a capsule with shining lights that came down into the centre of the known world at the time, but he didn't. He chose to bring Christ into the world through the womb of a woman. A mum, isn't that incredible? How sacred is the call of a mum that God wanted to highlight the saviour of the world in a woman's womb. And listen, let me just say this. You don't have to have a lot of stuff to be a good mum. Jesus was born in a stable. He was born in a simple little town. and But her mothering and her skills and her attitude of heart was what girded the life of Jesus. And consequently, after he was born, uh, the, the other brothers and sisters that Mary had with Joseph, um, you know, Joseph, the surrogate father to Jesus, but the actual uh, father to the other sons and daughters, which I'm not going into that. That's a whole other Bible study. And I'm sorry if you're Catholic because they think that, you know, Mary never had sex after Jesus was born. But, oh, yes, she did. She was human. So was Joseph. So it's all right to have sex after the clearance of the doctor six weeks after you've had a baby. Is that if you're all healed up, that's, please just delete that off the tape. I know because my son Joseph, you know, he's had the baby, and she's like, only the baby's only been born three weeks, and you know, they're just a young couple. And he said to me, "So is it right that after the six-week checkup with the doctor, you're allowed to you like have sex again?" And I went, "I don't know. Ask your wife. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm out of here. I've done my lot. Yeah." I've wept and prayed and, you know, for you for many years now. It's over to her. <laughs> See ya. I'm off to San Diego for Mother's Day. <laughs> if that baby's up in the night, too bad. <laughs> just put it down. You know, let her, let her cry. Let her cry it out. Oh, so sometimes you just got to cry it out. Just pray it through and cry it out. For goodness sake. It's like, you know, if you're fed, if you're changed, if you've been burped. Just leave it with God. Have a little cry if you need, need to. Okay. So you're ready for the Bible? Good. <laughs> Me too. My husband said, Chris, please. I know you love a good story, but would you please read the Bible? It's C3 San Diego. <laughs> they need the Word of God. I'm like, I will, I will. I've got some, some texts that are in red in my notes. I, you know, So Luke 1 from verse 26 uh, onwards, but let's just read this bit here. I love it. I love God is into dates. He's into moments. He's into the moments of a miracle. He's into the moment of a miracle for you today. And let's just see what happened here in scripture with Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel, the angel Gabriel, Gabriel. gosh, see, I can't even talk properly. I haven't, even had, I haven't even had a glass of wine. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course I haven't. I'm kidding. Obviously, I only had three sips of that double shot flat wine. I probably should have had the whole lot. Okay. But I'm pretty excited because I'm a new grandma. So <laughs> on Mother's Day, and I'm in C3 San Diego in California, USA, dreaming... For you. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Okay, just, just pretend I've got a speech impediment because my children think I do. Okay. A town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The angel, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Well, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, be not afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. That is the best word ever. Ever in scripture. Now, look, you and I, we may never have an angel flit into the room while we're powdering down our nose early in the morning like Mary was. Obviously, she was just, you know, checking out her skin looked good before she met Joseph, you know, to go for a walk down across the lake or whatever. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Can I just say to you girls here, you mums, you dads, you sons and daughters, fear not. No matter what's going on in your world, don't be afraid. The circumstances might look a little iffy, but the Word of the Lord to you today is fear not. Do not be afraid. You have found favour with God. God's favour is on you. You are here in the house of God. You know, things may not be perfect, but you're here in God's house. You're in the best place you could possibly be for a miracle to, be, to pop to be conceived. And this is exactly what is about to happen because of what Mary and how she responds. Okay? Circumstances are a bit odd will come to us all our life. It's how we respond is the lesson to learn and we learn it here with Mary, which I love. And he goes on he says the Lord I will give him this is to Jesus this child this baby that you're going to conceive. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. the, The angel is giving her almost like a prophecy of the future of this child, this child that she hasn't even yet conceived. I mean, in my heart, I don't know about you, but when things have gone wrong with my kids, you know what? I have prophesied over them. I've turned the enemy on his head. And I've spoken life and salvation and freedom from bondage over all our children. Never give up. Never give up on your kids. Never give up on your mum or your dad. Never give up on your siblings or your nana or your granddad. Because God is about, if you allow Him, He's about to do a miracle for you. Then about So Mary has a moment. She goes, wait a minute. She's like, okay, does this angel know what happens here on earth, you know, to have a baby? She pauses and she says, how can this be? Mary asks the angel, verse 34, since I am a virgin. Well, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then I love this. God is always—he's always giving us a companion in our moment of, I'm needing this miracle. I want to believe it. And the angel is so cool. He says, "So, hey, yeah, uh, even Elizabeth, your cousin, is going to have, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. Hey." You want a miracle to happen in your world? Stay around the miracle-believing people. Find Elizabeth. Find that person who's already on the road, who's already had a miracle and hang around. Keep good company. If you're around the doubters, just just get out of that room. Leave the room. You don't have to be nasty. Just leave the room and say, I'm going to spend more time with the Elizabeth of my world, who God has already given a miracle to. All right, the angel goes on. This is my favourite bit, verse 37. If you don't remember anything I say today, remember this verse. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Though it tarry, though it takes years, 17 and a half years, I prayed for my mother. She was anti. She never came to Sydney at all. She was stubborn. She knew what we were doing, she knew what God was doing through us, but she had unresolved hurt and anger in her heart. But did I stop believing for mum or my sister? No way. Even when my mum prayed that prayer and she passed away 18 months later, at the funeral I got up and I talked about when I led mum to Christ in the kitchen, my sister, like the war is never over. The war of faith, there's always someone napping at your heels and you have to learn to go to God with what? The promise. Yeah. For no word from God will ever fail. Yeah. I went, Jesus, my family, I'm going to believe for. So there's mum in. we're burying her. We're at the wake, is that what it's called here? The afternoon tea thing with all the relatives. And my, sis, my cousin said, in this room, they were all in the outer room having a smoke, <laughs> you know, the Kiwis. And my sister uh, and Ray, my cousin, my, I love her very much, she went, wow, she said, that was incredible. I didn't know that Billy, you know, I, hadn't, I didn't know that she had done that. How amazing. And my sister stood at the door and with her arms folded and she said, I'll bet Mum prayed that prayer just to shut you up. <laughs> so you know what happened? Oh, fear, the fear not factor went out the door. And I'm like, maybe maybe I imagine that. Maybe mum didn't really. Even though Phil had witnessed her change, that she was soft and she hugged him even, Winnie. So doubt got in me. But do you know what? Let me just say this again. If this has happened to you, if fear has got in, if doubt, if somebody said something, don't be ridiculous. That can never happen to that person. Let me remind you of this word, for no word from God will ever fail. We got home and that was, that doubt was in my mind. I went to sleep, I had a dream. Oh, I tell you, God's gonna do miracles for you today. He's going to confirm his word with signs following. And it may not be immediate, but it's going to happen. So I went to sleep and I had this dream. And I was in this red sports car going down a road. There was hills. It was beautiful. And I was in the passenger seat. And the driver was going, whee! And I I turned and she turned her head and it was my mum. And then I woke up. I woke up crying. I said, Phil, she's there. It's true. God's true. The devil's a lion. Do you know what? I fought for mum. God confirmed his word. Fight. The fight of faith. If we say, even when we doubt, God is faithful. He is faithful even when we doubt. My sister, she came to Christ too. Different way. But she got brain cancer. And... Um, her husband got saved first and then my sister. She's gone to be with the Lord now. She lived, mate, 15 years and found Christ and had many miracles in her world. Never give up. Never give up on your family. Okay, so the word of God comes to us as it did to Mary. For no word from God will ever fail. Do you know what she said? She didn't go, let me... Think about that overnight. Let me just let me just confirm to see if this was a word, this was an angel. Do you know what she said? Verse 38, "I am the Lord's servant. May your word in me be fulfilled. And I believe right then it, I believe, I don't know whether theologians will agree. She conceived Christ, and the Bible says she immediately went to be with Elizabeth, which she did, and she remained there for how long? The first trimester. Three months, is that it? Sorry, I've, it's been a while. But <laughs> I know. And she was there with Elizabeth in her, as her miracle was growing. In her And of course, Elizabeth was ahead. She gave birth to John, uh, the Baptist. Oh, and can I just say this, guys? Don't muck up the miracle. You know why God made Zachariah dumb? Because he was doubting. And, and the moment that John was born, uh, the Lord opened his tongue and he said, because it was, you know, everyone thought his name was going to be after his, him, Zachariah, and he said, He shall be called John. <laughs> that was his first. That's a good... That's a good miracle. So agree, make an agreement for a miracle with those in your world, agree together, agree together. Phil and I are always making agreements together for our future in the midst of a, a stuck situation. We still say we know that there is a miracle pending and faith is the seedbed, is the seed bed. For your miracle so first of all, you're here in the house. Mary, what made her the instrument to conceive a miracle? This is what we need. She was highly favored. she was committed to God, number one, first and foremost, that we are committed to Jesus. we love his house, we love his people, we're like, yeah, I'm going to be at the men's retreat yeah, I'm going to be at the marriage thing of Bob, yeah, I'm going to be at the prayer meeting and. Girls and guys, yeah, I'm going to be at Cherish. Yeah, I'm going to serve on a team somewhere, you know, wherever I'm needed. Yeah, I'm going to keep praying and believing for my family, even though the circumstances may look a bit difficult. She had an obedient heart. She said, I am the Lord's servant. That was her commitment to God. May your word of me be fulfilled. She was obedient straight away to the word of the Lord. And she was quick to respond, quick to respond to that word. She didn't doubt it, she went, let it be to me according to your word. So I am here today to remind you and to declare over you and your families and your life and you, to you mums as well, no word from God will ever fail. He's got you. Turn to somebody next to you and say, God's got your back. (laughs) Every promise spoken over you, every word from heaven concerning your families that you have received, don't allow the doubts of time to rob you of the promises. I don't know about you, but I waited for many years on and off with our kids to see them come full throttle to Christ with heartache with terrible situations, some of which I probably don't know about, according to them. But prayer and faith in Christ and staying in His house, I determined no matter what, I would stand in God's house and believe God. We sang it this morning that I will praise God in the storm. He is Jesus over the storm. He rides upon the flood. There's that scripture, He sits upon the flood. If we lift our hands in worship and praise and we say, I am determined no matter what the circumstances around my life, I will still come into God's house. God's favour and faithfulness is running with you. He's alongside you. Isaiah 54 verse 10, and the passion says this. This is a a promise that I'm living out right now. Even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast love, faithful love will never leave you. This is a promise. This is one of those promises from God to you and to me. And my covenant of peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, or says the Lord, whose love and compassion will never give up on you whose love and compassion will never, ever give up on you. I love that. And that word compassion means to love deeply, like a mother's love. Oh, beautiful. A mother's love with an implication of it being carried in the womb. God's compassion is safe. It is in the womb of His heart. It's in the compassion of His Spirit. He has got you. So... That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And can I just say this? Can I have the... I just want the keys to come up right now. I'm going to get to part two in a minute, but um, the keys here. Just while we're... I just want us to linger here, take a moment around the promises of God here that Mary... uh, that Mary is in the picture of that. You know... When our kids were younger, okay, before there was any trouble a brew, brew, you know, and I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, but it sure happened to me because the enemy, you know, really wanted to knock our kids out. They have the call of God and you have to stand firm. So what my friend Hallie and I decided that we'd do every year, we have three children each, the firstborn, the middleborn, the youngest, we would get together and pray and fast for three days. So that's what we did for many, many years. They didn't know about it. Um, Helen's Hallie's with the Lord now, but we prayed and we fasted for our kids. Now, you know, you know when the pastors say, come to the prayer meeting or get with somebody, she was like my Elizabeth, in a way. We believed God for our kids. And do you know what? At some stage, different trials, different temptations came on our firstborns. Our middleborn and our youngest born, but we knew that our prayers and our fastings were in the soil of miracles was already sown. Prayer and the promises of God sow that seed for a miracle. God's compassion is very long when ours is short. Have <laughs> you ever wanted to just kill one of your kids? I'm sorry, <laughs> If you don't stop doing that, I'll kill you. I know, it's a figure of speech. I hope. (laughs) If you're watching from prison right now, then you actually did it. God's mercy is still for you. We have had people in our church, on a more serious note, who have had murder in their family where a child has been killed. And... God's grace. Do you know, God's compassion is so big and long, no matter where you've been, no matter what you're in. I want to just take this moment right now to pray for, for you, for families who are right in the midst of the storm right now. I just want you to, everyone just to close your eyes. I want you to just stand to your feet. If you're saying, that's me, we're in the midst of a storm. I want to hear that Jesus is in my boat. Just lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Miracles. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. God wants you to know today, that not one of His promises will fail you and He is good He is a good, good God and He's got you He's got your sons He's got your daughters He's got your mum He's got your dad and you know I'm not going to get to it in this service I may mention it in the next one but There's another woman, the older woman in the Bible. Very wealthy, successful woman. And you represent her really standing here today because she said to her husband, oh, I see the man of God keeps passing this way. Why don't we build a room, a place, a house, the house of God attached to our house? And whenever he comes by, he can stay there. And that's what they did. And you know what happened? She built a room for God to build his house. And you know what? The man of God said to her servant, go find out what what she's lacking. And the servant said, oh, actually, she doesn't have a child. And so he prophesied over her and he said, this time next year, you will hold a son in your arms. And she said, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, Lord. And that was it, it was the word of the Lord for her. And you know what happened? The child was born, the child grew, and then things again, another trial of her faith, the child was out working in the field with the father and he, and he died. You know what? Do you know what that woman did? She didn't rail on God. You know what she did? She laid the child on the bed that she had built in the room in the house of God, right? And then she started going to the man of God. And her husband said, why are you going? What's up? And you know, she said these three words, no reason, it is well, it is well. And I know I've made you stand a long time and you could even be sitting needing a miracle today. But just if you're standing and you're sitting and you need that miracle, God's Word for you today is, it is well. It is well. Whether it's a first miracle you're needing, a second or it's three or four or more, God's Word to you today is, it is well. It is well. Holy Spirit, let healing flow.